All right, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, <clears throat> good evening, and good night from wherever you are. My name is David Bozell. I'm your host, your tour guide on everything for America. Yesterday, we were uh, astonished. The Washington Free Beacon had basically the story of the, d- of the day, kind of the story of the year so far, if you kind of want to get a sense of everything there is to, you know, how the Biden administration views the world. The, the greatest headline the, of the year so far, Biden administration to fund crack pipe distribution to advance racial, quote, racial equity. Um, look, I have no idea. If there's a study out there that suggests that clean drug paraphernalia helps aid drug use reduction, and if so, the only way for a drug user, crack user, to reduce his or her crack consumption is to have clean tools provided by and paid for the American taxpayer. If there is that study out there, folks, um, I'm all ears. That seems sort of ridiculous to even contemplate and even consider. Worse than that, it's $30 million of your taxpayer money. The Free Beacon reported the Biden administration is set to fund the distribution of crack pipes to drug addicts as part of its plan to advance, quote, racial equity, the $30 million grant program, which they linked to, which closed applications Monday and will begin in May, will provide funds to nonprofit and local governments to help make drug use safer for addicts. I mean, that's just it. That's That's written in stone in the grant program details as linked to by the Free Beacon. Included in the grant, which is overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services, I don't know what health has to do with making drug use safer, but okay. Included in the plan is our funds for, quote, smoking kits and smoking supplies. A spokesman for the agency told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal meth, and, quote, any illicit substance. HHS said the kits aim to reduce the risk of infection when smoking substances with glass pipes, which can lead to infections through cuts and sores. Applications for the grants are prioritized if they treat a majority of, quote, underserved communities, including African Americans and LGBTQ plus persons. As established under President Joe Biden's executive order on advancing racial equality. Let's unpack that. Apparently, President Joe Biden has an executive order that purports to want to advance racial equality. And within that executive order, We must treat a majority of underserved communities. And by treat, and that includes blacks, 
than LGBTQs. And by treat, they mean hand out clean crack pipes for the express purpose of smoking crack and crystal meth and, quote, any illicit substance. Now, how in God's green earth does that sort of not just get past or, I mean, this, this, is, this is done. This is starting in May. Um, I mean, this, they've already established the framework and the groundwork, and they've done all the legwork. I'm not going to stop now. But where does, first off, where do they get the money for this? Um, these, this is why I've long maintained that continuing resolutions, the sort of budget gimmick that Congress lives by and has for about 10 years now, that these CRs are the root of all evil. Um, now, if this stuff only passes with Republican support, uh, Democrats don't have those big, that kind of a majority to run roughshod when it comes to the spending bills, particularly in the Senate. So the House passes something like this and throws it over this. And, and just last night, there was another CR that runs through, I think it was March 11th. And that garnered 50 Republicans, which includes stuff like this in it. Now, 50 Republicans were like, sure, cool. I'll take your tax dollars. And, and so, you know, does it say that expressly in the legislative text? Probably not, but it doesn't matter. They give HHS basically a blank check. They give Biden basically a blank check. Um, there's no law that says that they can't use it for this sort of thing. Um, if there's a law that says that they can, I'd be surprised, but the, the, the former is more important there. There's no law that says that they can't. And they give basically... They give Biden and his team basically a blank check for to do whatever he wants under the guise of executive orders. The worst part about it is that these are the types of things that Republicans will kind of bitch and complain about after having voted for it. And they'll use the CR as a, well, we can't shut down the government. Uh, we can't We can't risk the credit of the United States. Uh, but as soon as this stuff gets unearthed uh, by by conservative media, by the way, certainly not you know big media, establishment press, this stuff gets unearthed by the free beacon and, and there's all sorts of Republicans. Oh, this is terrible. What a waste of money. What a, how could, how could the president do this? Well, they voted for it. And, and, you know, guys like McConnell and guys like McCarthy, they just look the other way. While a number of their of their flank, of their rank and file, vote for this stuff. Uh, the CR last night included language that gave Biden the executive authority to maintain this guise of, of, of public health emergency that we're currently under in order to mandate mass vaccines and and any other restriction at the federal level at the federal level federal buildings interstate you know planes that kind of stuff obviously states you know there's some good red states out there that have sort of that have already done with covid uh, 
But even then, some of their, you know, some of their stuff runs into federal opposition. But it's the Republicans who give Joe Biden and company a blank check to do this sort of stuff with your money. I mean, it's the most frustrating part of the whole of the whole game that is the political system. Um, the other reason is that these bills are so damn big; nobody has any time to read them. Uh, so you know they can just plead ignorance. We didn't know. You know, I didn't know that was in there. Okay, um, but a good chunk of them voted for it anyway. But last night, you know, McCarthy was railing against Biden that you know he's responsible for keeping kids in masks and all those things. Um, lots of viral tweets and how mad he was, and yet fifty fifty members of his flock, by my by my count, fifty Republicans voted. To continue funding the government, which includes mandates for masks and vaccine mandates and all these other things, and this is where like John Boehner would get in, would get caught, not caught, but John Boehner's deal back when he was Speaker of the House um, during Obamacare, this sort of stuff reared its ugly head. We were having you know funding you know government funding battles with those guys. And he would say, well, I'll just sue him. Let's just sue. The GOP would just sue that that Obama, you know, had, you know, he had overstepped his reach. He, he'd overreached and, and breached his executive authority. And that's how Obamacare landed into the, into the lap of the Supreme Court. And look, I, you know, I, I agree with everyone who criticized John Roberts for basically being a turncoat and abandoning what got him to that spot in the first place. However, there are there are parts of his philosophy that I'm kind of sympathetic to. He basically throws it back at Congress in a lot of these different cases. And he says, look, stop coming to us. Stop being crybabies about this stuff. The Constitution is pretty explicit. You fund it, you own it. Uh, or And not don't fund it if you don't want it. But it's there, and you give the president authority to do these things. You you are supposedly the representative of the people, and you pass these bills to fund these bills, to fund these programs. The constitutionality of such a program or the potential overreach of such a program is kind of, uh, you can kind of throw that out and and doesn't really apply on a lot of this stuff now. They were good on the OSHA ruling. Uh, and that had more to do with OSHA having the jurisdictional authority to mandate private business. Uh, that was a couple of weeks back in which the Supreme Court ruled correctly. But the core question of this, you know, Congress funding these things is still out there. And it will always be out there, particularly in a Democrat administration. And so a lot of this stuff just doesn't change unless we basically force Republicans to stop funding this stuff. Um, Trump tried that when he shut down the government in around Christmas of, what, 2018, 2019. And, but he was on his own. McConnell had abandoned him. Um, probably a bad time to play that card over Christmas because uh, everybody in town had left and so he 
was kind of on his own and he kind of played it out as far as he could play it out politically. But it was the right thing to do. He didn't want, you know, he wanted the wall, really. That was his issue at the time. And he wanted money to build a wall. And he eventually found it in, in using uh, some budget jujitsu with the Defense Department and built what he could. Um, so obviously it's a political risk to sort of, sort of quote, quote unquote, shut down the government. Nobody likes to hear those words. But these are the types of things that the Republicans are funding. I mean, I don't necessarily blame Biden. Um, I blame Republicans. I mean, I'm also thinking about dealing this crack. Is, this is Biden. Crack Not like a mean crack dealer, but like a, you know, like a nice one. Just kind of friendly, like, hey, what's up, guys? You want some crack? I'm just waiting on those two things to kind of flesh themselves out. <laughs> That's Biden. But blame Republicans. Don't blame Joe. God only knows where he is today or what he's doing. Um, but I, I doubt he even knew that $30 million of taxpayer dollars, taxpayer money was going to crack pipe, di- crack pipe distribution. I doubt it. He didn't care. Um, but so, but blame, blame Republicans, including the 50 last night that voted in essence to continue that program. What else we got today? Uh, let me play you a couple clips from last night. This is Loudoun County. Beautiful, beautiful scene here. So a bunch of Loudoun County parents served the school board with a lawsuit. I'm going to go, I'm going to jump th- through this. So the school board did not want to accept it. They didn't want to sign for it. Now, they kind of basically forced the issue, these parents did, um, because you've got to, you, you have to have a, um, a notary serve serve them. Um, but here's a... Here's a girl. But I want to be sure that we're clear that you were receiving 585 affidavits representing 65 people. Wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate you for being just an adult. Finally, honestly, they get somebody who's willing to accept so the documents. There's people in this building that I've been trying to talk to. That's why we're here, and that's why we're doing this. I want to listen to us. So thank you for just being a human. I appreciate it. Can you please bring them forward? Thank you. Let's see if I can skip ahead here. I just want everyone to be clear that we're here peacefully. We've done everything right tonight. We're here as parents because they won't listen to us. We have done everything we possibly can. We've come to school board meetings, we've talked, we've written emails, we've tried to talk to our principals. Our kids are being shut out. Do you see these precious faces? They've done nothing wrong. We just want to go to school, okay? That's all we're trying to do. And they've made us do this. We've spent nearly $1,000 to print documents that we have to serve you. 
to ask you to please look at these things. How have we gotten here in American society? I don't understand. But again, Mr. Lewis, I appreciate you receiving these and being Thank you. We'll a human being and an adult having a conversation. Good for her. I mean, this is that's why Yunkin's and Yunkin was elected was women like her. Um, you got speech delays and young toddlers that are you know, per, the percentages are through the roof. Um, they haven't seen. I mean, I know kids who haven't who don't remember what it was like to go to school without mass. I mean, it's it's just the most heartbreaking thing in the world, and. Uh, and the Democrats have figured this out, right? Democrats, <laughs> I'll give them credit. They respond to polling a lot better than Republicans do. Um, there have been some fighters on the Republican side on the mask question uh, and the vaccine stuff. There have been you know, Chip Roy, Rand Paul, um, a lot of House Freedom Caucus guys. A um, couple, you know, couple of the same senators, Rand, Ted Cruz. Uh, but for the most part, the National Republican Party has been pretty quiet about the whole thing. Uh, now, it just so happens that recently, the polling, not not recently, the, the Democrats have figured out that they've taken this as far as they can take it. Um, the truckers in Canada had a lot to do with that. God bless those guys for basically taking over Ottawa and standing up for themselves. Uh, not to mention, it's just the coolest idea to do it, you know, with the with the trucks and the horns and everything. Um, and so the Democrats have figured out that that they're going to get smoked in the midterms if they keep this up. So it just they're rapidly trying to backtrack uh, from mask usage. Even some of the most liberal ones, Ted Lieu from California, is a congressman. I mean, the guy, he's just a total nut. And he's out there tweeting about how we should get rid of masks. Like, okay, buddy. Total left-wing nutcase. But, you know, smart politician. You want to go that route. He understands. He sees the writing on the wall. So they're they're trying to hold on to their power as best they can. That's it. That's 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 explains why they've had this come-to-Jesus moment when it comes to mass and everything else. But God, God bless this woman. She's in blue, Loudoun County, Virginia. And um, like she said, they've been active. They've been going to school board meetings. You try to get in touch with these guys. They don't They don't talk to you. They don't respond. They email. You, you, the parent emails. Parents call. Any parent who has dealt with what Talk about this has got to be like one of the worst times in American history to raise a kid given what you thought you had uh, versus, you know, how, how sort of mile wide and inch deep those freedoms really were and how beholden we are to public education when it comes to raising, you know, educating your kids. And I send mine to private school, which I'm really fortunate to be able to do. But even there, it's been a struggle. Um, in fact, I mean, there's more blue in Catholic private school than folks probably realize from the outside. And so, you know, that's been, that's been a heavy lift. Uh, and we we're dealing with the same things. People just can't let it go. 
They can't see the virus for what it is. And I've got total total respect for it, right? It's a man-made deal. Um, and I was pro, pro-mass for a while in terms of viral load, all those things. Was pro, let's, let's, see what, let's see how this plays out because it was, such a, it was a man-made deal that we didn't know what it was. Two years is long enough, and most of the country has moved on. And so the, the news driver is about these, these pockets. These, you can kind of get the sense, you know, these are all just hotbed media pockets, right? Los Angeles, New York, Washington, D.C. You know, the bluest of the blue, San Francisco. And they can't get rid of the mass. Most of the country has moved on. Uh, but the news is all about this fight in, in, in dark blue territory. God bless, bless this woman for leading you know, those 500 plus affidavits uh, to, to dump on the school board in Loudoun County just outside Washington. You know, I say, I say, you know, it's just dark blue territory. Then again, I mean, Texas, this is Texas Department of Health. A tweet yesterday, no, two days ago, February the 7th. This is from Texas, mind you, okay? So Ruby Red. This is from them. A good mask helps you and others avoid COVID. I mean, it doesn't, but okay. I mean, even the CDC says it's just ridiculous. You know, N95s are the only things that might help. And even then. Um, but then it goes on to say a new CDC study shows that people who reported always wearing masks in indoor public settings were less likely to test positive. And then they have this graphic where it's like, if you wore a cloth mask, you've lowered your odds by 50%, 56%. If you wore a surgical mask, you've lowered your odds by 66%. And if you, if you wore a N95, you've lowered your odds by 83%. I mean, and this is a study among 534 participants reporting their mask type voluntarily. And it's just the most absurd uh, uh, methodology you could possibly, you're just asking 534 people, Did you have you worn your mask all the time? Yes, no, maybe, I think so, I guess so. What kind of mask all the time? I mean, it's just an absurd methodology. Uh, but the conclusions are even worse. I mean, the percentage of lowering the odds. You remember 15 days to slow the spread? Now we're kind of at 690 days to lower the odds. It's just... So some of these health professionals just can't give it up either, including Texas Department of Human Services. Uh, so, you know, this is not over by any stretch, um, though I suspect, you know, for the majority of the country, because of, you know, better governors... Uh, in some more red states, uh, you've probably moved on. You're kind of looking at these big cities, like what in the world is what is their problem? Why can't they give it up? These are the these are the centers of power, right? Los Angeles, Washington, New York. Um, you've got culture on the left coast. You've got you know big finance, big health up in the Northeast, uh, and obviously the political behemoth that is the federal government in Washington. And these are the centers of power. And then San Francisco with big tech. These are the centers of power for the left. And it's just no surprise that those are the four locations 
where mass and and really draconian COVID policies are just sort of sitting there uh, in effect, uh, and they can't give it up. So you know, hopefully spring spring kind of gets them to well the politics is going to get them to change their minds. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it was the weather the whole time that did it.